And we are back, Running Lifestyle Culture, the podcast. You know, we like to keep it fresh. We like to always see what's happening, see who's around. And this week, we have a special guest. I'm really excited. It's a transatlantic guest. We have Coach Donna Hill. Donna, how are you? What's up? I'm good. Good stuff. Love it. I love you introduced me as Coach Donna Hill. Yeah. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. So, Coach Donna, can you tell the listeners who you are for the people that don't know you? Of course. So, where do we begin? So, my name's Donna, obviously. Um, I am originally from Maryland in the U.S., um, Prince George's County, to be exact. And I know that's weird as a Brit, hearing someone rap a prince, but, you know, these things happen. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, so I'm originally from Maryland. I moved to London in 2021 during the pandemic from New York City. I spent five years in New York City. Um, and before that, I was in upstate New York for four years or so. Um, and yeah, here I am. I moved to London for work, um, but also more to um, explore and travel and see another place and experience another culture so yeah that's how i'm here nice nice and um on your on your journey like how are you finding london like how do you find it here uh i love it actually um i think it's like perfect timing i think these things these transitions in life generally um are like aligned there's some some intervention there because it's literally the perfect timing. <laughs> um, and it gave me, moving to London gave me permission to just like explore and be curious in a way that I couldn't, I didn't see myself um, in other places in the States. Um, so yeah. Nice. I love it. And you said it's like, nice. you said me calling you coach was a bit, was strange. Yeah. Why, like why? why? So, okay, so let's be real. I I struggle with imposter syndrome. Um, so yeah, I did get certified um with the leadership and running fitness course and um it's still a bit weird. It's still a bit weird yeah. because like you're a real coach in my head. But I'm trying to unlearn this. I'm trying to unlearn this. What what, what 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 qualifies as a coach? Do you think what qualifies as like somebody who's a, like a real coach? What do you think is important? I don't know. You like went to school. You're doing the thing. You have like extra certifications. I don't know. You're, you're like an expert, basically. So like I don't know. It's very it's very complicated because I also have the same issue with being called a lawyer, which I am also a licensed attorney. So you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, and, and I, I get it. I think we can probably unwrap that on this podcast and um, we can really dive into what we think a coach a coach is and yeah. and what you know what coaches bring to the table, I think, which is super important. Um, before yeah. we get into uh, you know the reason why you're called Coach Donna and what's going on with that, I guess like let's talk about 
running like how how yes. how did you get into running oh man um how did i get into running the first time i remember running um for fun i guess um was my uh then boyfriend at the time who's now my husband asked me if i would join him he doesn't remember this but <laughs> i vividly remember that it was probably one of the hottest days of the year there yeah. was like a heat advisory we weren't supposed to be outside. Yeah. It was a whole thing. We went anyway, and I went because, you know, I found a good thing. <laughs> so <laughs> I went. Love it. And I barely remember, I think we had run maybe a quarter of a mile, and I thought it was a mile. And <laughs> this look on his face was just like, we, we didn't go anywhere. We really <laughs> ran across the street. <laughs> but I was done. I never thought. And then... After I finished, I thought, yeah, this is it for me. This is his thing. I'm fully on board, but I don't want to run again. And I probably didn't run again for like four or five more years after that. Um, but yeah, I ran my first 5K in 2015. Um, and again, it was like a fun run. There was no real pressure. I called myself training for it. it was it's very light on training, but I finished it and it was good. Um, but again, didn't think, I didn't think it was for me. Um, and I probably didn't run again for like another year or so, or at least six months. Um, but then I moved to New York City and in New York City, you know, the pressure is on and also <laughs> I think it builds, I think, yeah, I think it, it really built my character and just like allow me to sort of thrive in what I already had as far as ambition. Um, so by the time 2016 came, I, I moved to New York City in 2016, I ran my first 10K. Uh, 2017, I ran a half. 2018, I ran a full marathon. And then it's been, I'm not running another full marathon since then. Mm. I don't really have plans to, but, um, but it, even throughout that whole process of running all those hours and training for all of those races, I didn't see myself as a runner. I, the same way I don't see myself as a coach or mm. a lawyer, which is bizarre, but it took, it took, um, some therapy and just <laughs> some time to reflect that, you know, if, if you run, you're a runner. Yeah. Um, and just accepting that for what it was. I don't know why I was fighting it. I, it was, yeah. it was the image I had of what a runner is and isn't. And it didn't seem like I fit that image. Yeah. I, I can, I completely understand. It's, um, I guess you're trying to find your, your space and place in the, in the kind of act of running and the environment and the community. And then, um, and you want to be able to relate. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that people say. Yeah. Is that one something yeah. you felt? Yeah. Yeah. And I found a good running club in Harlem, um, Harlem run, shout out. Um, nice. and I did start to see myself and I started to see more people who, Look, who look like me, who were shaped like me, who were slow like me, <laughs> whatever the case, there mm. was space for everybody. Um, and it, it still took me a while to call myself a runner, but I was still much more interested in the sport. Um, and I 
like sort of latched onto it. And that's how I started doing all those races and make it in a more regular part of my life. Nice. And like when you when you think about people who, you know, let's talk about pace, people who run at maybe uh, your pace or faster pace, like what are the things that, the characteristics maybe that you feel like you can relate to and things that maybe that influence your decision on where you run um, and who you run with. So maybe some listeners, you know, can take away some some things to think about when they are running in different groups and like just talking about it openly and candidly, like how do you feel when you're running and it's, you know, people who maybe are not running at your pace? Yeah, I think the most... <laughs> One of the things I found that's most relatable um, when I talk to new runners uh, or people who've tried and, and stopped is this idea of talking while you run. Yeah. And what that feels like for different people yeah. is very different. Um, and I think it's just because people aren't necessarily mindful of, of their pace or their abilities at that point. And it really takes... Um, it takes a good community and a good sort of uh, inclusive space for you to be okay with like saying, actually, either I, I'm talking and we're going slower yeah. or I'm not talking to you during this, yeah. during this run. Is this a fun run? We can chat it up, take our time. If not, I need to focus. Mm. Um, and so I think you just have to find um, and keep looking until you get it. Um, it there, there's running groups and running spaces for different um, reasons. Yeah. Sometimes people do need to be pushed and are trying to achieve a certain goal. And so yeah. the social aspect is less important. But um, for me, the social aspect gave me the in um, and gave me the comfort to just sort of be myself, be my whole self, talk about how much I sort of hate running, even while I was running. <laughs> Um, and I think I think that that speaks volumes to the spaces that I've been able to to be in, where it's like you're around a bunch of runners and yeah. you're playing the whole time, and yeah. they're still encouraging you to continue. And yeah. I think I would I want to create that space for people because I I get how tough it is to start. Um, the first I'll, I'll tell a story about the first Monday. So Harlem Run runs on Monday nights. The first Monday I went to, um, mind you, my husband Jerome had been going for weeks and I finally built up enough courage to go because I, I just knew in my head that everyone was fast like him. And the first one I went to <laughs> happened to be one of their longer runs. So it was like five or six miles to Yankee Stadium or something. And it was hot. And <laughs> I went and they had different pace groups. I was in the slow, I mean, I shouldn't say slow. I was in 12 minute mile pace group. And um, I, was not doing well, <laughs> mm. <laughs> to, to say the least. But I wasn't the only one. And yeah. there was a kind gentleman whose name I do not remember. I was also very new to New York City. Yeah. So I only really barely knew where I was. Yeah. Um, and there was a kind guy who slowed down. He was, he was also struggling, but he was ahead of me. And he realized that I was behind him. <laughs> He was like, we can't leave anybody behind. Yeah. We'll get through it. We'll yeah. finish nice. together. And nice. we finished together. And when we got there, the whole um, group who had finished 20 minutes before uh, were still waiting, still clapping us in. Nice. And, and then I came back. 
But imagine how differently that could have gone. Yeah. If I was in a city, in a part of town where I wasn't really familiar, it was hot. I was tired. I didn't even know I could run five miles at that point. Mm. <laughs> I was definitely out of shape. And I could have gotten left. And yeah. I would have never come back. But yeah. that just, that's, that's community. And that's just building an atmosphere where even the people who aren't running your organization or who aren't sort of fundamental to the group necessarily are still inclined to look after you and take care of you and create that space where you belong. So yeah, for new runners, for people who are curious about running, try it out. Um, but I think you should try anything out even. Wow. Um, even if it's not running. There you go. Um, Experience life. Yeah. Go get this. Experience life. Go live that life. Um, I love that. So I think there's a there's there's some takeaways there. You know, being aware and conscious of people at different paces, and just like being open to um, changing the the workout or the training. I think um, from my perspective, it's like I've been there. Um, people don't think I have, but I've been there when you know you're running in a group, and it's like, yo, this is fast. <laughs> I've been there and been in a group where I've been like, I'm gonna be at the back and. I need to just relax because you guys are going yeah. hella fast. And I've been there and got lost um, and had to just jog home. So I've been I've been there and I think um, sometimes we do need to also know that people who have run fast have experienced what you've experienced. Yeah. I think we all yeah. experience the same thing, but sometimes we can sometimes maybe feel like we're not the same. We're all the same people. We're all going to have that time when it's been difficult and um, running like anything in life. You, you don't love your job all the time. Um, you don't have great relationships with all your family members all the time. Um, so like like anything in life, running will have that moment where you're like, am, am I still doing this? <laughs> Do I want to head I out mean, for me, in that it's storm? Like the first, it's the first mile or first 2K of every race, but... I love it. No, but we all experience it. I think we all have the same thoughts that you're having, Donna. And I want to say that like you're not alone and it's like everyone will have that, no matter the pace you are running at. I think there's always a time when somebody has that. And um I think there's a universal thing about running where you get you get these these thoughts and these experiences, other people have had before and if they say they haven't yeah. had i'm not sure how how truthful they're being um yeah do you think you can have vibes so vibes and you know enjoyment together with um that kind of pushing the performance aspect the aspect yeah. of like going harder and faster do you think you can have them combined i think you must have them combined thank I you amen <laughs> i think it's um, I mean, obviously, there are professionals who are getting paid to just focus on the performance, but we are doing this because we love it. Um, no one's paying us. Well, no one's paying me to, mm, <laughs> to I... run, run these races and do it. So I, I definitely think the vibes make it all the better. Um, and I have another story about the vibes and why the vibes are so important. Mm. Hackney have yeah. 2021. Yeah. As you know, it was not a good race for me. I know. <laughs> and
kids high. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't stay in my phone. I yeah. wanted I wanted to sit down and just be upset. And soak, yeah. In five minutes I was like, I'm happy, everybody else is happy. Yeah. So I have to be like the energy is is a, is just attractive. Like I can't avoid it. And that energy gave me perspective, mm. gave me comfort, gave me reassurance. And without that, like a normal race, a, a quote unquote normal race where I don't have a, 30 other people who I know who are running the race, I would have just gone home and chopped it up and basically stayed in that funk for probably a few days. Yeah. Um, without having those instant conversations and that instant those instant hugs of like it's fine you still finished your leg wasn't working and you kept running <laughs> so, yeah. so um so yeah and that's why i think you need both um i think without the vibes the culture the sort of something to look forward to someone to hug at the end someone to cheer you on throughout um which is also how I kept going. There was several cheer stations that were definitely still there for me. Um, and it, I don't know. I don't know how, I don't know. It's, I don't know how I did it without it before. <laughs> like now, yeah, I'm like, what yeah. was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> how was I running these races? That's so true. Um, so but yeah, I think the, the culture and the vibes are definitely a must. Um, if nothing else, I think the social energy is just good for your mental health. It's just good. It's just yeah. good. It's just good. Yeah. And everybody's there with the same encouragement, the same goals. Everybody's trying to improve themselves, but they're also trying to improve you. So like, there's like this, I don't know, good relationship and balance there. Yeah, I really like that. And I think there's no like inter like inter-community or inter-team competition where you can find that sometimes with a lot a lot in running, which really put me off um, and, and it put some people off running, I think. Um, yeah. I think, you know, it can, it can be sometimes... Uh, we, we need to make sure that we're not trying to just race each other in every, every training session or, 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 or race because at the end of the day... Um, you're all together you're all in it together and results are i think results are, are formulated by the cumulative effect of people around you um and that's quite yeah. important and um yeah all the things you're saying really i believe in and and i think that's why you're called coach donna so i think like we need to get onto what does what does coaching mean to you like what does it what do you understand about coaching? I know you've got like your own, Yeah. I believe you've got your own approach and, and what do you feel it means to you? I, I always think, um, yeah, that's a good question. Coaching, I guess, I guess coaching in this context. So I'm also, while I was getting trained as a running coach, I also got trained as like a professional coach. But anyway, we'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> love that but it's a similar it's a similar thing i think it's it's fundamentally helping people reach their goals um and meeting people where they are in a direct and like clear way and then creating something for them creating a space for them to get from a to b where they say they want to go um and i think 
sometimes it's just pure encouragement. Sometimes it's just showing up to cheer for somebody and say, you can do it. I believe you can do it. That's all it takes. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a specific plan, right? Getting people just in a consistency and getting into a habit of doing these things. Um, but I think it's also a lot of times is building trust and it's building um, a relationship where people can be vulnerable to tell you what they're afraid of in this space. Um, so people say all the time, I don't know what to do when I go into a gym. People come randomly because I randomly post things on Instagram. People say, oh, how'd you come up with that workout? And it's like, I don't know, took bits and pieces from other workouts and I put it in one. <laughs> Um, but it's information sharing, it's experience sharing, it's just creating a sense of safety for people um, at the at the base. That's what coaching is for me. It's just creating that safety where people can be themselves, tell me what they want to achieve, why they're afraid they can't achieve it, and me being vulnerable enough to ex- express, like you said, I've been there. Yeah. I'm always there. Yeah. <laughs> and the the biggest thing is getting people to do things in spite of fear. Yeah. Um, we're all afraid of things constantly. And at least I am. I don't know about you, Manny. You're not. You're fearless. <laughs> but <laughs> we're all afraid of things. We are all afraid of things. And, You're right. It's real. And you just have to do it even though. So even becoming a coach, what yeah. am I doing? Yeah. I'm questioning it the whole time. Why am I doing this? What yeah. am I doing? I mean, who is this? What, who am I? Yeah. And you still have to do it because you find there's you, you go back to your why. Why are you doing this? What what does this do for you? What does this do for other people? Why is this meaningful? What would you wish you would have had that you didn't have and fill that void? Yeah, I think I think you've really like encapsulated a lot of different things there, and it's really um, nice to hear. I think from my perspective, you you constantly have shown up, and that's what for me is coaching is about because um, you have to bring yourself to the table, even sometimes when you don't feel like you're really at your best. Um, I think coaching is about nurturing, and you you do nurture, you know, by having that approach where you are um, almost you know coaxing people to feel confident and give them the psychological safety which I think you're talking about which is quite common in, yeah. in a lot of teams at the moment and and that comes from the leader being vulnerable and I completely agree I don't I don't believe coaching is all about you know I think the physiology and the scientific elements are important but I don't think it's always about like having you know the having the finite complete detail because you can have coaches who know all the physiology but they don't provide um an element where people feel like they can grow so you know having that safety and making people feel comfortable and happy and and feeling like they have that um almost you know the mental health aspect and the mental security i think is super super important so yeah i think you've really um you've really kind of yeah hitting the nail on the head on quite a few things and I think for me the reason why I feel like you're you're really important in the coaching world and the coaching realm is just yeah the the energy and the analysis you bring and the aspect of showing people what they can they can achieve and knowing that 
you you are going to be scared. It's normal to be scared. You know, there are times when everyone is scared to run or try and get that lofty aim or ambition. But yeah. being being worried or scared, I think it's definitely almost part of the process. And I guess you're not yeah, you're not supposed you're, you're not supposed to not be scared. I think you're supposed to. Know. You're not avoiding it. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You're not trying to minimize it or avoid it, but you you want to sort of push through it, if that, for lack of a better word. Um, and yeah, it's there for it's. I mean, it's there for real reasons. It, it will protect you sometimes. Yeah, for um, real. Especially as a woman running, like a lot of times I can't run. Well, now that the sun is up early mm. so i can run early mornings but in the winter you can't run yeah. um and that's a fear that's justified yeah. and that is protecting me to wait whatever until there's daylight um and so yeah fear is is there mostly to protect but sometimes it can build and it can overtake um sort of your goals and your mindset and so that i think shifting mindset is really what the coaching is 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 about and creating that a space like you said to allow that to happen. And what do you feel like, what do you feel the, the the key skills are to, yes, you said shifting mindset, but are there any other things that you think about when you are scared or things that you advise people um, when they are scared, if you're coaching them on a run? Um, what are things that you think and skills that you think we could pick up on or tools that you use? I think, um, one of the things that I didn't pick up on early enough, I guess I picked up on it at the right time if we think the old things happen for a reason. But anyway, yeah. one of the things that I didn't pick up early enough was just stopping, taking a break. Yeah. And and just being okay with that. Yeah. Um, you, you talked a lot about doing 80% of the workout and being okay with it. And for a time, I remember being injured it wasn't in london so it wasn't here. But, <laughs> but i remember being hurt like i don't remember what it was my leg was hurting something was hurting yeah and we were on a route that literally took me past my apartment and so i could have stopped yeah but i somehow created this thing that like if i stopped then i didn't do the run and it doesn't count but i had done like 80 literally 80 percent of the run that was, we were on our way back. So it was definitely 80%. And I remember, I remember at the time telling my therapist, which I didn't strongly in therapy. Um, <laughs> I remember at the time telling my therapist this story and she was looking at me like, but wait a minute, you just moved past the part where you said you were hurt. And you ran past your apartment. You literally ran past your door. Yeah. You looked at someone else. And he said, I live right there. And so you remember that that's where you live. I love it. And then you ran past it and then you were in pain. Like, what were you doing? And it's that um, sort of, um, I don't know, fight to perfectionism that we sort of invalidate the progress in the 80% because we didn't do 100%. That's and so true. And it's, it's so untrue. Like, it's not actually... Yeah. It's okay. You did 100% of the 80%. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, just make it make sense for you to stop. Um, so, yeah, I think I think um, one of the skills I think I 
I want to champion is finding a balance, right? I think so much of our lives is going hard, especially in corporate America. It's going hard. How many tasks can I do? Being productive, blah, blah. And um, I think it's okay to stop. It's okay to rest. It's okay to, even in the middle of a, a run, whatever workout you're doing or whatever run you're doing, yeah, to just take a deep breath and stop and say, am I okay? Check in with yourself. Am I pushing myself too hard? Should I slow down? Should I stop? Am I injured? And just, even just to walk. Um, and I remember racing my first 10K and there was, just, there was a stranger next to me who was doing a run walk strategy to yeah. finish her 10k yeah she finished before me yeah but i ran the whole thing and i thought i was somehow more valid because <laughs> i finished the race yeah. running the whole thing but actually i was just more tired yeah like i didn't really achieve anything so yeah so i think taking taking stock of sort of how you're feeling giving yourself that space to to stop to walk to breathe um to check in with yourself even in the midst of around yeah and and you know i think we should strive more for for periodic and consistent progress rather than consistency yeah rather than perfection right perfection's always i think in western culture i think perfection is seen as as a big thing and there's some really good research around perfectionism in running um so you've really like hit the nail on the head where people and the culture is that everything has to be perfect because you've got all these metrics um and it's yeah, it's really really interesting, and I I find that the you know I believe and I see it all the time in in London Select the group that we run in. I believe that actually the imperfect parts of um, our lives and the things we do create the most spontaneous and um, biggest experiences and the most influential experiences. Um, I think life is lived in the imperfectness sometimes of of, of what yeah. we do, um, and being okay with being okay. Like it doesn't. Ha- you don't have to feel like amazing, or you don't have to feel yeah. like you know you you kind of push yourself to the limit. Be okay with being okay, um, and that's probably one of the things that I think you've got really good at and got really good at explaining to people who join the group and supporting people who are in the group and. And that's amazing. I think what what's like what's the thing that gets you out of bed? So if you had to go for a run in the morning, what do you think about? What does what does Donna what does Coach Donna think about when she's about to go out for that run? What motivates you? What is the fire that burns inside? Tell us, Donna. We want to know. I need that inspiration. Uh, <laughs> um, so I am a morning runner. Um, if I have any say, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly think it's, it's, I know what it's like. I know what my mindset and my mental health is like without running Yeah. Um, or exercise in general. And so it sets the tone for my day. That's what motivates me. I know if I run, so I ran early this morning. Uh, I knew I was going to have a long, busy day at work. And one, I like to check things off to-do list. So that means my workout is done, mm-hmm. but, and it puts me in a mindset of I've already achieved these things. 
So once I'm at work, I'm like, I already ran five miles, I did this thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already moving, right? I'm already somehow ahead um, for myself. But I also think um, when I'm not able to run, when I'm not able to work out because of injury or just energy, whatever, um, I remember that when I am able to run, if that mm, makes sense. Yeah. And that sort of motivates me to get moving. It's really get moving. It's good for you. You will feel better after it, no matter how much the run sucks or it doesn't meet your expectations. If you had a plan, and you still you still feel better. Um, good. So yeah, so that's that's sort of why I get out of bed. I love to hear it. And who's your inspiration running wise? Who do you look at and you're like, I love I love the way they run. I love what they bring to running. Oh. Wow, so many people. <laughs> um, there's so many people. I, I would have to say one runner that changed, probably changed my life, um, and she doesn't know it, but <laughs> um, Allison Desir in, in Harlem. Nice. Um, she's in Seattle now, but I just, she, she was the first person to that I heard articulate running as a tool for mental health. Yeah. And that changed my life. Nice. Because even when I didn't consider myself a runner, I knew I was doing something better mm. for myself. Um, and that there was a reason why I needed to run. Yeah. I went from I have to run to I need to run to I want to run. Um, <laughs> and um, it was that mindset. It was a mindset. Yeah. yeah. There's a completely different way to think about it as as a tool, not the tool, you gotta be clear. But as a tool. I love that, yeah. Um yeah. Amazing. And recently you just ran a ten K P B? I did. Yes. Uh, I did. How was that? How do you find that? Like how does that feel? Um you know what? I've learned lessons. So syntax. <laughs> As we said, my <laughs> lessons. While I was running the 10K, I knew I was doing okay, but there was a certain point, I don't know, maybe around 7K, where I was like, I don't know if I'm going to meet my goal. So my goal was to do under an hour. And I had slowly started to tell people that that was my goal, which is a, another fear. Yeah, it's a big, that's people, a big fear in, in all walks of life, telling people your dreams. Telling people your dreams. Um, and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. Then around 9K, I was like, I'm definitely not going to make it. I'm going to pretend. But literally between 8 and 9 and 10K, I realized, like, whatever I do, it'll be a PB. So <laughs> I know I'm 10 minutes off whatever I did last time. Yeah. So I really had this um, sort of self-conversation where I was basically like, I asked myself, did you try your best? Are you trying as hard as you can? Are you pushing yourself as hard as you can? And the answer was yes. Yeah. And I crossed the finish line and I was like... Amazing. Euphoric. Like, I was like, I did it. And I know this... I know that I can shave those two minutes off eventually. But <laughs> but I learned some things during that race. And it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a loss or it wasn't a disappointment in the way that I had experienced before. And... Um, yeah, and yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. Nice. And that's another tool you've got to coach somebody with, I guess, and, you know, share that <laughs> knowledge with. 
And and how did it feel running fast? Uh, <laughs> we're gonna talk about my fueling process. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, like when you run fast, what do you what like how does that feel for you? Like do you do you get excited about that? Do you get nervous about it? How does that feel? I get uh I get unsure. It's it's sort of this um I guess it's uncomfortable. Um not in a well sometimes in a physical way, but mostly like Am I going? I'm questioning it. Am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? Am I going too fast? Am I going too fast? I feel like I'm going too fast. Yeah. Or what happens a lot for me is I feel like I'm going fast. I'm actually not going that fast. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but actually, once I stop sort of checking my watch or thinking about it as much and get into the groove, which I was able to do during the 10K, amazing. I'm at the right pace. I'm yeah. at the pace that I'm set out to be. Um, and so it's just practicing and being more consistent at those paces um but yeah I think physically it's, it's fine I enjoy it it's sort of like a uh a, a high for lack of better word. but we talked about progress without the vibes and the energy when the crowd is with you the speed comes yeah <laughs> and love it everything else is sort of set aside so yeah so I would really resonate with the part where you said you don't look at your watch and it's just this thing where you're almost just being driven by an internal, it's an internal pacer. And I try and coach people like this because I feel like we get so caught up with like, oh my God, I'm running this pace. I've never run this pace. What am I going to do? I'm going to blow up. I will die. If I carry on running like this, everything's going to fall off. My legs will break. Um, and everybody has that. I have that. Everybody I coach, no matter what pace they run at, they have that. And I think that's super important for us to all be aware of and cognizant of. Like, you can get to a point where you feel like, I might burn out. And it's very normal to feel that. But what I always say to people is just drown out the noise and find that inner you. And like, this is why your coach Donna, because these things you're talking about are so important yeah. because you can look at all the numbers and you can, you know, you can say that, oh, I've done this and then this has happened. And, and sometimes that can be daunting. That can actually put you, put you off and make you feel like you can't achieve what you can achieve. But sometimes it can be good to just not use a watch and go out for that run and see, okay, for two minutes, can I run it? Can I run as hard as I can for two minutes and keep that power and effort as consistent as possible and then once you finish you know how many however many times you do it once you finish that workout having a look at where you're at where you are and and what the the training session ended like so that's why i like using time it's quite a nice way to to actually just give somebody scope to explore and like really experience running like for what yeah what sometimes it needs to be um so that's really important i think and for you, do you want to, like, where do you see yourself in terms of, where's your running journey going? What do you, what do you want to do? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I don't know that I know. I think I'm still exploring it. I'm still 
allow, I'm still in a space where I have to give myself permission to explore and to try things and to think about new ways of doing things and new ways of um, sort of running, new ways of coaching, either way. Um, I think from a race perspective, I don't have any other races coming up, which I'm going to regret telling you, but it's good though you can just enjoy enjoy running for what it is right I think. exactly i i think it's focusing on um coaching getting into it mm. um learning stuff about that and sort of taking that in um but also just i don't know creating spaces i think i think my next I don't know, goal, for lack of a better word, is just continuing to create space for all types of running, all types of running running abilities and um, body types and races and whatever um, to just give people the option. I think for, like, when I grew up, you were a sprinter or you weren't doing anything else. Like, that was the only running I knew. Yeah. Um, and it was all on the track, which we talked about mm. my fear of the track. But um, mm. <laughs> um, I think there's so much more to it. I did I did a trail run, first yeah. trail race ever yeah. Yeah. Um, in 2021 with Dora. And that's like a whole new, World, different yeah. aspect of running um, that I actually like. But um, I don't know about all the mountains. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's a different space, and so like just just exploring to see what what what's next. Um, yeah, nice. And I think one thing I would just really highlight. I think you do you you do really take ownership of of spaces, and I think that's one thing that really helps. And you know, when you're in a space, as you said before, like if the run's going too fast, you just stop and you say, "Yo." This is too fast. And I think that's why I really, I think anyone, no matter what pace you are, I think that communication and that vulnerability is super important and taking ownership of that. And anyone who's coaching and going to any um, any sort of run groups, just being aware that like you need to augment and change the sessions so that they provide accessibility and creating... Yep creating like loops rather than doing you know uh point to point um all these things are super super important and having different different faces and um almost yeah run leaders around you that help you understand and i think speaking to you today has really helped me understand things and understand more and i think never stop learning right never stop learning That's, it's my favorite thing yeah it's so, curiosity i chase the curiosity so key and um it's been amazing to talk to you thank you so much for being so inspirational you inspire me um you don't know that but you do um thank you, Manny. You, make, you make me feel like you know i think that there's so much for us to do and so so much for all of us to explore and understand about each other and it's so crucial and you know, I think it's exciting, like to learn, like what somebody else thinks, and even just to hear you talking about running fast, like 
the, all the things you say are very similar to how everybody talks to me or feels. Um, and it's great to hear. And I think you're going to be able to do this and, and really help develop a new wave and, and create like lots of amazing experiences. I'm looking forward to the summer. I'm excited. Um, Donna, what we usually do on Running Lifestyle Culture, I haven't done for a while on this podcast, is we have a track of the week. I know you like music. So, Donna, can you give me your track of the week? I'm guessing it's going to be Megan the Stallion. (laughs) I'm guessing. Is it? It's going to be, actually, it's going to be what I ended my race with on Oh, nice. This is, this is a 10K it, track, baby. 10K PB track. So you guys are privileged was, to be listening to this. What, did, what took me over the, over the line? It was Togo Loco by Macho. Togo, Loco, Togo Loco by Macho. I'm going to play 10 seconds of that track at the end of the podcast. I completely forgot to. to. I completely forgot to bring these back in season two, but they are back. <laughs> track of the week. Loving it. Um, big vibes. This has been the Running Lifestyle Culture with Donna Hill. Donna, thank you for your time. Big love. Thanks, Manny. Please go on to all. Please go on to all those platforms. Give us those five stars. Give us those reviews, and we'll see you next time on Running Lifestyle Culture. Whoa, 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 whoa! Before we go, here's Donna's track of the week: "Toco Loco" by Michelle Montana. Are you ready? Let's go, Coach Manny out. Peace. That was the RLC, Running Lifestyle Culture Podcast. Let's go.